0: I am personally in an extremely unusual and exciting and amazing time. I spent the winter in Sweden because I wanted to escape the lockdown in Germany. And it was great. I I kind of closed the door and just got to work um, as Probably most of you know I've been working on my new album and my new book for nearly four years now. Um, the reason why I've been working on it for so long is that through those through through throughout through <laughs> through those four years, I have quit everything so many times. You know, I am. I turned thirty. A month ago. Which is definitely a transition. uh, Era. And. I have felt very strongly. The last few years that. I am going somewhere new. I am so ready to leave. What I have spent my life doing. Up until now. And I am already on my way somewhere new. I started feeling that. Two years ago maybe. And. Um. So, you know, I started recording the first couple of songs for this new album four years ago, and those songs, I was so excited and proud of those songs, and I was so, I had this whole concept for the record, but then things happen, and you grow and you change, and two years later, that that concept for that album, I had grown away from it. It was no longer at all who I was and what I wanted to be. Um, so, I mean, long story short, probably 14 songs that I recorded and was ready to put on the record the last four years are not on the record today, which I am so glad uh, for about. See, my English is also getting worse uh, because like this, when I started making music, it wasn't very hard to reach out, and, and I say that obviously not being a world star, but it wasn't hard to hop on Twitter and say, hey, do you like Paramore? Because I'm kind of trying to do the same thing, listen to my song here. And within a day I had 20 people from all over the world who said, this is awesome, I'm gonna share this with my friends. Um, and suddenly I had 5,000 followers on Twitter. And that was huge. And I'm like, oh my god, I have a fan base. It was, it was like easy. All you needed to do was... You, you just needed to be a bit excited about your own music. And you needed to believe in it. And you needed to know who would potentially like this music. But now... 12 years later the world is so different there are so many people releasing music and that is incredible and so beautiful and really inspiring but it also definitely makes me sit back and think is my music really needed around all this because I definitely did feel 12 years ago that nobody was doing what I wanted to do. There was no one who was doing what I wanted to be. (laughs) And I'm not saying that in the way of trying to put myself up and say I'm unique. But I definitely saw my scene. I recognized the the artists and the bands and the, the festivals where I could fit. And I saw that I would have a place here. I don't see that today or I didn't see that today which is why this album took so long. I made those songs and I'm I was proud of the songs but it wasn't like I didn't have this feeling of this there's a place for those songs in the world. You know, if you've I think most of you have not been with me since my early days but when I released a song like um Tell the world, for example, that was something that it was homemade DIY, and I didn't care. Like I, I didn't care that it wasn't professionally mixed and produced because the scene I was in didn't didn't care about anything, and it was awesome. And that song got played on the radio, which was crazy, and it was all just and I felt like I had, I had carved a little space there, in like I don't know what what kind of space that was, emo pop punk little fun era. <laughs> um, and you know, for for all those years that I worked on this album, I made those songs and and I was really proud and they liked them, but I always after a while went to sleep with those songs and felt like, "Mm, I don't think the world really needs those songs. Like, I loved making them, but it's not worth... um, The energy that it takes to put something out, the money it takes to put, put a record out, it's expensive, it's like the most expensive hobby you can have. Is it worth it for those songs? Um... And I don't want to go, oh, I, I could go on for years talking about talking about those, you know, the feelings I've had about making music those years. But long story short, I, I definitely had very many times when I felt very okay with not releasing music anymore. I th- said... I'm just going to be a songwriter. I'm going to start writing songs for other people, only focus on that. And if I want to release my own music at some point, um, it will just be for the fun of it. Um, but there, there, there was the switch, one thing, that changed all this. And, and obviously now I'm sitting here being... I feel like I have found a new direction for everything I do. Even though it's like, nothing has changed. (laughs) Um, So I obviously have worked on both the album and the book the last few years. And whenever I write a book or an album, I don't know what it is I'm trying to create. I I just genuinely create from a state of... I wonder if you hear my fridge now. It just went on. (laughs) Anyway. Um... I genuinely create from a state of needing to clean out my own system of whatever it is I'm going through or feeling. And a lot of the book that I am going to publish, uh, God, I haven't even... This podcast is going to get long. I haven't even set the release date yet. Uh, Let's do that now. (laughs) So my new album and my new book, Brand new album and brand new book will be released March 26th, which is a week from now when I'm recording this. Anyway, where was I? Yes. Um, The new book started very much like a letter to this one person. The book was built on being In a relationship with a person and i felt throughout the whole thing that there were things that i never said to him there were things that i wrote down and and buried on my computer and and said i'm never gonna show this to him or anybody else and it became a journal during the time when i was in this relationship i called I called the folder, the journal, um, Lonely in Love. Um, And, you know, like, in hindsight, being in a relationship where you're writing a journal called Lonely in Love, I should probably not have stayed in that (laughs) for as long as I did. But anyway, um, it started like that. I wrote letters to this person with... We could have been in, in an argument... And I went home afterwards and I actually wrote down what I really wish I could have said to him and I buried it on my computer. Um, but eventually, I, I, you know, I th- thought I can never publish those writings in a book because it's gonna ruin whatever there is left between the two of us. And it took all the way until now to feel at peace with it, to feel like Um, I am older, I have moved on from that relationship and I can look at those journals and what I learned from being there from from an older perspective, I'm not that much older but (laughs) I can still look back at it and, and see what I did wrong and see what I wish I could have said to myself back then. So the book became this like nostalgic, but also educational trip back to a very lonely love story. Um, and I do think um, it, it's some of the best writings I've ever done, for sure. I'm so proud of this. If I compare it to some of my other books, um, let's say You're Doing Just Fine, which is a book that I hold so close to heart because that book is really what built my readership. It just spread organically on the internet. Um, I think you can read You're Doing Just Fine and then read this new book, which is called He Loved Me Some Days. I'm sure he did. 99 Essays on Growth. Through loss. It's a long title, isn't it? But I really wanted it to be called that. Um, I think you can read this new book and, and see that, okay, she's grown up a bit now. <laughs> I hope so. I hope you can read that and, and feel that at least. Um, because that's the goal. To that That was my goal all along with sharing my creations and thoughts. The goal was to document document my real journey through life, not manufacture art, but to actually let it reflect me as a human being going through an entire life from beginning to end, hopefully, <laughs> maybe, we'll see. Um, that is what I want to do. And... I'm so proud now because I can go back in my discography and and all my books and I can really follow my my own journey through different stages and and people and, and places and things that I've worked through. And you know, the most beautiful thing with art is that we are all going through the same things in life. Like there is nothing that you or I will ever feel or go through that other people are not feeling or going through. And maybe, you know, the the external circumstances that produce those feelings inside of us are different for each of us. But at the end of the day, there are only so many emotions that a human being can feel. Not to make that sound uh, unpoetic. It sounded extremely unpoetic. But I really do think that if the, the more clear and honest and, and like brutally uh, raw that I can tell you about my feelings and my experiences and my journey through life, the more you will recognize yourself and um, hopefully make you feel like you're not alone in anything. And I don't know, I guess wh- when when I am reading a book or reading um, something that really, truly like makes a difference for me, it's like this revelation of that took 20 seconds to get to that line in that book or wherever I'm reading it. But in an instant, I feel like I have a new... Um, like a new direction in life like the, a new way of seeing something and that makes all other difference just like a one small thought or idea that can make such a huge impact in someone's day and, and life. I well I mean did I finish this what I wanted to say was god ugh, I'm talking so much um I wanted to say that my new album is called Feeling Everything, Holding On To Nothing. And right, oh my god, I spun out. So what made me become excited about the album again? I've been working on the book many, many times. I've, I've had brainstorming nights with my friends and I've been like, you know what, Like, I'm just going to be... An author, and I'm gonna go all in with writing books because writing the books was never anything that I uh, fought for. I never tried to to become an author. I never did like a big marketing campaign for my books. I never tried to get a publishing deal. Like I've always made a huge effort to become a songwriter, but the books was just like my own little thing before I went to sleep and had a cocktail or whatever. Um, But the books are what um, they found a place in the world. Like back to that thing of there are so many amazing people doing amazing things in the world. And I'm the first one to encourage everyone to, to just create something and put it out there. And I have, I feel, I have done that. But with my books, it took, it it found like a place so naturally, so easily. I didn't have to fight for it. While my music, I've always had to really, really work really hard to dig myself a place in the music scene. And um, it's funny because I never even really like wanted to be just an artist I always wanted to I had I always had this feeling of like the glass child that's what I want to do that's what I want to be and that is not a pop star she's not uh she's not doing pop music like she's not known for a hit song the glass child is a way of walking through the world, a way of viewing the world, a way of thinking about things. And she is using different mediums to communicate her thoughts and ideas. She's using music, she's using literature, she's using a podcast or images or um, videos, whatever she can find. And I'm, I'm saying she, I mean, obviously it's, it's me, but the glass child became my, um, like, it's me creating things. And then I wanna, I had to like throw it through the glass child in order for me to feel safer. It's like, I'm sitting here creating those things. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna ask, like, I'm gonna <laughs> get the glass child's view on it so that it can become a bit more magical for me. And, and then I'm going to throw it out in the world. So people don't know me. I want people to know the glass child. I don't need to be known at all. Um, and that was like. that. I The idea of that still makes me feel more like. That's what I want to spend my life doing. Like I love that idea. So definitely I became a bit blinded. By this idea of like. Getting playlisted on Spotify. And getting a publishing deal as a songwriter. And just like trying to fit into an industry. And. It was very late, in like, what could have been, October? September? No, October-November even. I was like, okay, I definitely need to just put this record out now, because my Kickstarter supporters have been waiting for like two years. And people are waiting for this, and I just need to do something. And uh, at some point, it just was so obvious, like... I... Obviously, I'm trying to create, whoever wants to count how many times I've said obvious in this podcast, please do, I have written the book and the album, they tell the story of a cold love story. And they go hand in hand, and that's how I do my work. I I write music, I write literature, and they reflect each other. And I share the journey of of creating those things along the way on social media. So why am I so desperately trying to make a pop album that can get, get a place in some sort of mainstream music scene when that's not what I am trying to be or do? So then I thought, if I forget about fitting in to that industry completely, how would I want to, to present this story? If, if I forget about the fact that I'm making music or a book, I forget about the mediums. I, all I think about is the story that I want to invite people into and walk around in for a little while. How would I present that story to people? And that's when I started to find this new feeling of like, Oh my God, this is what I've been trying to do the entire time, all those years. And it's so obvious now. So I don't want to like explain it because what I do want you to do is next Friday, March 26th, when the album and the book... Um, are out. I want you to go and listen to the album wherever you like listening to albums. If you want to stream it on Spotify, if you want to buy the physical CD in my store, wherever. This album is created to listen to from beginning to end because I'm inviting you into a cinematic story, an entire story. It's not singles, it's not a pop album, It's it might have been put into an atmosphere of, of pop music elements, but it's a story from beginning to end, and you will find me telling you what I want to tell you in there. Sometimes I sing it, sometimes I speak it, sometimes there is just piano. And. I, I do hope that you're gonna listen to this album from track now number one <laughs> track number one to how many are? maybe fifteen track number fifteen and feel like you are going through something together with me and that you're coming out on the other side because um. And, and then if you like reading books I hope that afterwards you pick up my new book and you read it and you you will understand finally what it is I'm trying to be and create. Because the way that I, I now can present this story that's how I want to do things going forward. I want to fully embrace the glass child and, and how, how this how I've had the vision for what I want to do for so long. Now I'm just like, I'm talking to myself, I feel. It's like a poetic album. And, And it's not about the album and it's not about the book. It's about the stories that I'm telling you. And from now on, I'm not going to try to make a musical album or a literary book that can fit in some sort of genre on Amazon. I'm going to embrace that I am doing... The glass child. Like that's. I don't know. Anyone else who's doing that. And so I'm going to take that place. Because. I can. And I have. That is my place in the world. And I'm going to embrace it now. So anyway. Oh, so long. Talking so much. Um, I'm so excited. And I'm so proud. And what was really beautiful. Was that. I talked to a friend a while ago, um, I said to him, it feels kind of sad and, and weird now that I'm putting out the album and the book, it's like the ending of this long era and he kind of smiled a bit and he's like, I don't, I don't feel like it's an ending of an era, I feel like this album now that you have created, it's the start of something completely new for you, like this is a new direction for you. I feel like this is the beginning of um, the beginning of something and that made me feel so so excited for everything that is to come so it's it's an end of an era and a beginning of one and uh, I cannot wait to share this album and this book with you if you want to pre-order it that greatly helps me to reach out with with this creation you can pre-save it on Spotify and you can pre-order it on Apple Music or wherever you like listening to music. You can pre-order a physical CD, a signed vinyl. You can pre-order signed uh, paperback copies of the book in my store. You can go to charlotteeriksoncom shop or slash links. Or slash, uh, oh, just go to charlottederickson.com and you'll find everything. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, I'm very excited about everything. And uh, well, back to the beginning, I'm having a crazy time because I came back to Germany a few weeks ago um, because um, I don't know if, if all of you know how, how I how I am doing all this, but it's just me. I always get questions like, hey, can you give me the email to your manager or who can I contact regarding this? And uh, can I talk to your label manager about this? And I'm like, it's just me. (laughs) It's literally just me. I am all alone. I have no manager, no label, no nothing. It's me and it's you, which is why you guys are so important to me because if you disappear if nobody listens to my music or read my reads, read, oh my English is going, if nobody picks up my books then I I have no one to share this with anymore Um, so please do, tell your friends and uh, help me help me reach out with this thing that I've created that I'm so proud of anyway What I was gonna say was that doing this by myself is so much behind-the-scenes work. It's not just finishing the album and finishing the book. It's like, okay, I'm gonna release something physical and I want to make a a proper release, obviously. So there's a lot of, like, logistics. I need to, uh, ahead of time, order physical copies of the books, the CDs, the vinyls, T-shirts, sweaters postcards, posters, bookmarks, stickers, like all of this, then I need to order envelopes. I need to calculate how many people do I think will purchase the book and the seed in the vinyl, because I need to have enough, but I I can't afford to have a warehouse in my flat. So I need to calculate that. That's why I always do pre-orders, because that is my chance to know, okay, how many books should I print up um, how many CDs should I print, how, much, how many envelopes do I need to buy and I need to figure out how to do the shipping and there's a lot to just like strategize and plan and honestly, I love this part. If I ever, when I am 70 years old and no longer <laughs> want to release music and publish books I would love to just be like a helping hand to other other people doing what I, what I do. Um, anyway, so in the middle of all this, it's cu- the book and the the record um, are being released next week. I am fighting to b- try to send out all the pre-orders before the release. And in the middle of this, I decided it's a good idea to find a new apartment and and move <laughs> because I was like. Ritualistically, it's the end of an era and beginning of a new one. So I want to celebrate the launch date Is somewhere new. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm moving into a new apartment on Tuesday. And honestly, everything feels so right. It's like everything's falling together. And um, life is, is exactly what you make of it. That's the... That's this summary, I guess. All right. How long have I been going? Are you guys bored? Um, I'm gonna do a little bit of a and A because um, I've been I've been a little bit bad at answering DMs and and Twitter messages and emails lately, mostly because I've just been so busy actually doing all this. Um, but it doesn't mean that I. I don't read all of it. And I am always so full of just... I can't believe someone takes the time to write to me. So please always write to me if you want to. Even if I don't reply right away, uh, I get to it. And um, um, it always makes me so happy. So anyway, I just picked out a few a few here. So we have Emma. Beautiful Emma. Uh, who's a beautiful... Um, wise soul that I've been writing with on Instagram. And she says, what are the most memorable, memorable moments of your life? Moments that make it all worth it? Um. Oh my God. I mean, so many. I feel like I have at least a few memorable moments in every kind of season of my life but the ones that stand out the most and maybe it sounds a bit cliche but the ones that stand out the most are the moments when I have been in an an environment where I feel connected to everything and for me that is always when I am close to water Um, I have some really strong moments um, when I was living in Lisbon and also when I was living in Barcelona and I have so many really really strong memories of um all the times I escaped up to Scotland when I didn't have a home um and I was just like sitting somewhere high up or sitting by the water and just like uh in in those environments I I can definitely just space out and then I feel very connected to nature and my my being. I spaced out there for a bit. <laughs> um yeah. I do have like a strong craving to balance out my living situation. This year, my biggest goal for now was to finish this. Book on the album and get it out but I feel like now my mission is to balance my environment out because I have spent a lot of my life in big cities I was in London I have been in Berlin uh, a lot and I love being in the cities because I'm surrounded by creative people and I can work really well here but I'm never as happy as when I am by the ocean Walking in a T-shirt and you know wobbling my feet in the water. <laughs> so um, that's my next goal in life. Anyway, Kirsty, my my lovely girl, um, also such a beautiful supporter for so many years, always writing me the sweetest messages. What song have you written that you feel shows the true you of the most? This is such a great question. But it's such a hard question because obviously every single song I have written shows one small side of me. And if you took all, everything I've ever created and and makes a human formed thing... That would be me. <laughs> um, but if I if I should choose like from the new record, um, then I would say "Alone with You" because I feel like that song is it's it's like it presents the way my thoughts work. It also is the truest representation of this relationship. I think I managed to put words on this relationship in a way that summarizes everything. Um, This line of when I'm alone with you. It's like, how can you be alone with someone? You know? Um, anyway I think uh, if you if you feel more lonely together with someone than when you are not al- than when you are actually alone, that's when it's not very healthy anyway. Okay. who oh okay, beautiful Kaylee. I hope that I'm not like ruining the pronunciations of your beautiful names. Kaylee is also um, a lovely girl. And thank you, Kaylee, for being so patient. She had to wait for for months. She ordered my books last year and then the lockdown happened and they, they um, closed the border to America uh, for packages. So she had to wait for months to get her books and she trusted me to not... Uh, and not uh, just forget about it so thank you for that. She's asking who is your biggest female inspiration? And you know what this is a very important question because I'm someone who I always grew up looking up to a lot of men. Not because that was a choice but because I just found a lot of male songwriters and artists and athletes and entrepreneurs that I just naturally looked up to and, and took kind of a, a mentor role in. Um, but the older I got and definitely the last four, three, four years, I have very actively felt like I need a strong female role model in my life um someone that is just like showing me the way this is how you can be a woman in the world and you can be all of it you can be um super strong and self-efficient and um um determined and motivated and successful but also Embrace being a woman because that is a strength and a skill, and a gift. You can both be super ambitious and determined, and soft, and nurturing, and loving, and caring, and um, you you can you can be all of it. Um. And it's really hard for me to find these women who are embracing both those sides because it's hard, super hard. It takes a lot of work. Um, So I would say I have found a couple of women in the world that I look up to for different reasons. And whenever I'm working on a certain area of myself, I, I have like different role models for it. Um... I don't want to go, like, way too far out there because I could talk about this for a long time, but just musically, if we're going super uh, on the surface, some, some female musicians and artists and songwriters that I've always, always, always looked up to, and, and those names are still my biggest influences for wanting to write songs. We have Annie DeFranco. Annie DeFranco was the first female singer that made me want to learn how to sing. I listened to her music when I was 13, 14, and she was singing in a way that actually made me want to sing. You know, like, when I was younger, listening to, I don't know, Christina Aguilera. Awesome. So cool. I wanted to be a dancer and dance behind her. But the way that they were singing, it didn't make me want to sing. It made me want to just enjoy it. (laughs) But the way Annie DeFranco sang, she had such a strong message. And she still has. She She is using words like knives. She is so precise with the way that she communicates her message, um, and she's using her voice not to make it sound sweet or beautiful or nice or, hey, listen, I can sing. She doesn't care about what you think about her voice. She cares about the message, and she's using her voice to communicate her message, her lyrics and her... um, you know, what's written between the lines. And so she's using her voice in so many different dynamic ways, like how you place words, you know, she can whisper it or she can do spoken word or she can fucking belt out or she can uh, sweeten head voice or she can go down. Like "Mm, (laughs) Like, the way that she's using her voice is so... I don't have a word for it. I just don't know anybody who can who can sing like that. And I heard that when I was 13, 14, and I thought, whoa, well, that's that's powerful. And I definitely learned how to sing by imitating her singing along to her records for years. Okay, Chantal. Also, sweetest girl, I've met Chantal many times now. Um, she feels like a sister. Can't wait to see you again, Chantal. And Chantal is asking, could you read a verse of your book? And uh, yes, my friend, I could. So I have prepared. Let me see. I'm going to end this little podcast. If you made it all the way here, well done. So the book is called he loved me some days. I'm sure he did. And it's named after this poem that I'm going to read you now. It's not a poem. It's a, a prose, essay, piece, journal. Um, this is funny because this writing is called You Loved Me Some Days. I'm sure you did. Because as I said in the beginning, the book started with me kind of writing letters to this person. But then I named the book, He Loved Me Some Days. It's confusing. Anyway, um, I'm going to read this and then I'm going to end it. So thank you for listening. Uh, Thank you for uh, letting me mumble on about my stuff. Um, If you have any ideas about what you would like this podcast to be, Um, Please let me know, please write to me, please tell people about my new little album and book, and um, yeah, here we go. This is called You Loved Me Some Days. I'm sure you did. You loved me some days, when the sun shone high in the sky. Your steps were light and easy, dancing naked in the bathroom. I laughed, and you laughed, and we talked like kids do. Unashamed and open for joy, barely bothered by the rain coming. Your eyes were clear and genuine some days. Mostly when other people were around. Sometimes when only I was. I will remember those days. You loved me some days. Said my name in that way I fell in love with. Like it mattered and meant something. But I am not who I was those years ago and you only want to see who I was then. Refusing to explore who I have become now. So we had to learn tenderness. Lightly touching the wounds we had caused each other. Hearts bruised so easily on this side of town and wounds heal so slowly. You never told me your dreams. I never knew you fulfilled them. I never knew. I stayed up some nights, hoping the phone would ring. That maybe you would share them with me. Your dreams. I never knew you fulfilled them. There was a thick cloud hanging over Lisbon, and we sat by the water, the wind playing with your hair. I kept my eyes on the horizon, like I always do. Holding back a thick stone in my throat, like I always do. Sometimes your voice gets so distant. I zoom out and fly somewhere far away. Somewhere brighter and lighter, where I'm something stronger than this broken character you keep turning me into. And I just want to move on. Somewhere far away. Somewhere someone can look at me like, maybe I'm doing okay. Like, maybe I'm pretty good. Maybe somewhere, someone can look at me with new eyes and let me start over and see what I have become now, after all those years, unaware of how I was back then. Can wounds really heal? Will someone give me a second chance? Maybe I am better now. Maybe I am strong and happy and light and simple, no more stones in my throat or escape routes at night. I thought we made it through. The storm left us stronger than ever before. But he told me we didn't. Said it's all too broken. Too many things we said that we can't unsay and... I kept my eyes on the horizon. Holding back the stone in my throat, like I always do. And I tried keeping bright things on my mind. Brighter days like I know are coming. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Knowing I will. In a while, at least. I'm too lonely, he says. Too goddamn lonely. Too broken to be fixed and now I wonder yet another Christmas in a foreign country, wondering how things went so wrong. Am I really that bad? How did I get so goddamn lonely that even love can't heal it? And where do you go to start over and get a new chance? I just want someone who looks at me without seeing something sad. I just want someone who looks at me like maybe I'm doing okay. Like maybe I'm pretty good. You loved me some days, when the sun shone high in the sky. I'll remember those days. I'll keep them close and dear. You loved me some days.